Winter is coming, bitches. I drink and I know things. Eddard, you don't let your kids keep a dire wolf. That's a terrible idea. You're gonna have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. And all my life I've been knocking men like you into the dust. King Joffrey's parents were brother and sister and he was a fair and wise leader. You don't watch Game of Thrones? No, no, I like that show. It's got dragons and people doing it. And Game of Thrones is complicated. And they would never cancel Game of Thrones. All men must die. But we are not men. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. The fire has gone out. It was Game of Thrones and now our watch has ended. M, how are you? Oh. <laughs> Strap yourself in. Um, yeah. I'm okay, I guess. How are you? Well, we just watched the finale of Game of Thrones, Season Dude. 8. The, what was it called? The Iron Throne. The Iron Throne. The 73rd? 74th episode? Sure. Eight years, well, nine years, because I took two years for one. A lot of blood, a lot of death, a lot of um, mm-hmm. exposition, and... A lot of dead plots. A lot of dead plots. More dead plots than dead characters. And here we are <laughs> at the end. So today we're doing our final spoiler cast on Game of Thrones, yes. summing up the final, and reflecting... On, you know, plot stuff. <laughs> Game of Thrones as a whole, really. Yep. And then Highlights, we'll... lowlights, disappointments. Yeah. So, firstly, overall, how do you feel? You had some sounds. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with a solid 75% of it. Um, overall, it was a good episode. I liked it. I just, I don't like who was chosen as leader of Westeros of the Six Kingdoms, as it were, um, which we'll get into shortly. Not a Bran fan? No. <laughs> so, no, I'm not. So for me, uh, yeah, it fell a bit flat for me. Um, bit limp, a bit more potency in Theon's pants, and... Uh, I'd come to terms with the two competing components to the show. So there's the plot points that George R. R. Martin has told the showrunners. Mm -hmm. And there's also the showrunners getting to that point. Now, you can analyze the plot points, Mm -hmm. which we discussed on end of Danny going mad last week. Yeah. And you can also discuss the delivery of these plot points and whether they've done it correctly, which it's becoming unanimous. The answer is no. Um, and I'd come to terms with that, and I was ready just to strap myself in for the ride. Yet there's some stuff in this episode that I found quite unforgivable in terms of not planned out properly. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably hit them up as we go through, but just... Well, we can talk about it now. The characters who were in key positions for this season... The actors didn't know where their characters were going, and it was a problem. Why did they make this decision? Do you know at what point during filming they were told? I know they did a table read for season eight at the start of making season eight. So leading up to this point, they didn't know. Um, That's finally. So I thought it wasn't until they were halfway through shooting this season, (laughs) and they were like, oh, P.S. I I think. Maybe. Okay. I don't know, but... I did hear that um, Amelia Clark asked to redo some scenes mm. once she got some more information. 
Now, obviously, she no one told her that you need to ramp up the simmering crazy. You got to have yeah. the madness in there, so it's earned when you go batshit and burn down the city. Yeah, and the fact that she's come out and said, um, oh, "I had to redo some scenes," and someone's cut together all the interviews and clips and hints mm. that all the actors were like, mm, "Not so, not all is well in season eight. And it's really obvious when you watch them all in a row. And so, is there a YouTube clip of that? Can we? Yeah, something we can share. You possibly, I'd have to go find it. Sweet. Um, and Amelia Clark didn't know she was going mad at the end, mm. and it was a problem. Like we'll get to those scenes, but she sort of had, you know, she didn't get a lot of lines. No one got many lines this season. It was a bit disappointing in that regard, but. And then that takes us to the next one, Bran, who's meant to be the wise king, which we'll break down in a lot of detail. I don't think he knew that was on the cards, and I don't think he realized he had to portray... Nobody knew that was on the cards, which is terrible, because um, the entire show, he's not really been any kind of main focus. In fact, I'm pretty sure we've had whole seasons where we've not even seen him. Correct. He doesn't appear... It's the same in books, too. There's whole books where he didn't appear. And he needed... I mean, the whole thing's a misdirect to Jon mm. Snow, and then that didn't pan out. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about all this in a bit more detail. I guess we'll burn through sort of the episode and then unpack this a bit. Um, let's go front to back, Let's go we? front to back. Let's start at the beginning and then at approach the, the middle. So in the opening sequence, we do have a few differences. Um, you said you picked up there was only one dragon something something. Oh, on the little band on the... I think it's the O of Game of Thrones. I don't know. Um, it was just a dragon annihilating shit <laughs> instead of um, oh, the traditional yeah. three. So we had that. Um, there's also an empty circle behind the throne because... Wow, wow, uh, no more Cersei's and no more Lannister banner behind the throne. Um, and then we kick it up into our first scene that we've got going. Tyrion's walking around King's Landing, looking pretty pissed. There are burnt people you know, struggling around. This this was a good scene. It was mm. harrowing. Like, yeah. there's burnt people. He sees this guy just wandering, confused in the other way, and you see his back is all annihilated. And, like, he's going to die in five minutes of sepsis. Yeah. Um, and good creative choice. There was not music for the first ten minutes of the episode. Yeah. Just bone silence as Tyrion's walking around mortified. And it was interesting. His first instincts was to run to the keep and check how his family was, maybe mostly his brother, but mm. yeah. So I found that quite, um, I don't know, nice. Tyrion's arcs, un- like... Yeah, well, I mean, like he... Jamie specifically is the only person who was ever kind to him, so he wanted to make sure that he got out. Mm. So he goes into the basement, finds his brother and sister arm in arm, crushed under rocks, and this was a powerful scene. Oh, was it ever, like... Tyrion was gutted. Yeah, and, superbly acted yeah. as well. And just finding the gold hand, like, my heart sank, because it was just sort of, for a minute, go, oh, like, did they did they make it? Like, we see some light at the top of this tunnel, uh, but then you see the gold hand, and as um, he sort of sifts through that rubble, and you see them in that embrace, it was very Pompeii-looking. Mm. Um, yeah, oof, right in the feels. And Tyrion's been kind of on the sideline for a couple of seasons now, so it's nice. He's, we forget that he's such an amazing actor mm. since he plays the lovable scamp, and then he's had to evolve into this 
the weight of the world kind of on his shoulders yeah. thing. And, you know, he takes the burden, which, you know, continues on throughout this episode. Um, meanwhile, before he runs off, he runs into John, who's having a similar walk of shame at this point, mm. looking very upset. He runs into uh, Grey Worm, who is still on his no-bullshit approach to this situation and just yeah. murdering the shit out of everybody. Um, and this was a pretty good exchange, because Davos was there too, and he's like, oh, we must kill all, you know, who's sided with Cersei. Like, you know, we must defeat our enemies. And Davos is like, how much more defeated do they need to be? Yeah, <laughs> like, take a look you're around, insane. bro. And then, yeah, cuts a few throats, and there was some tension between Grey Worm and Jon. Yeah, big time. Which I don't think had even been a thing up until this point. Grey Worm didn't become emotional until Missandei died. Mm. And then he became super emotional and crazy as well. Yeah. Because he was sort of also doing the, um, you know, what John saw last week with the, his army, his buddies, also becoming evil and crazy mm. people. So Grey Worm also becoming a bit of a loose unit there. I read that a bit differently. I saw that as uh, Grey Worm just being what he's always been, a fierce and loyal soldier. And Danny hadn't told him to stop yet, so he was he was just filling out orders with dedication. Mm. Danny's crazy. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Danny. Yeah, Queen she... of Ashes. Yes. So she's walking around. She's staring over her handiwork of a pretty decimated city and then gives her speech in... Of world domination. Yeah. It was, it was like... It was King's Landing in Westeros, not enough for you. We've liberated answer, everyone. No. Let's liberate everyone else. And it was... I feel a bit... I mean, they're on the clock, obviously. Like, mm. She's got to be mad now, but... I feel like there's a few steps between her conquering King's Landing and then deciding to conquer the world. I feel we, she flicked that switch quite quickly. See, I disagree. I think she was riding the wave. Like, she'd just gotten this power and she's like, no, i got to take everything. I need more. Um, so it was just like it was a calm, collected, okay, now what's next? Now what's next? So her whole life has been now what's next. But she's at her goal. Why does she want to keep conquering? It was the Iron Throne she wanted all along. Sure, but now she's got it, and it's not enough. Mm, she's, she, she loves the chase. <laughs> I feel this was sped up a bit. I I mean, we can keep complain about the pacing like we have for the last five podcasts. But well, like you have. Again, I have no problem with the pacing myself. Uh, so I think that happened a bit too quickly. Because of the later scene, or oh, before we get there... Um, Tyrion rocks up, still looking real shell-shocked and just basically sass in the face, like, I quit. Like yes. a real dramatic... throws the pin down the stairs. Yeah, I like... was like, oh. Because <laughs> you're like, all right, they're going to play the game a bit more. Tyrion's going to play the game. Jon's going to play the game. But nah, Tyrion's had enough and just like, emotional. you psychopath, I'm out. Mm. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> um... What was it? So he gets taken away and arrested. He um, he's planning to be executed by dragon very soon. And he's like, oh, once I'm ashes, I can hang out with Varys's ashes. And he can say, I told you so. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Because, well, Varys was right. So who's the real winner? Yeah. Well, Varys, I guess. I don't, yeah. Is there really any winners? He called it first. He did. I suppose that is true. 
Um, so then after that, um, John goes to visit Tyrion while he's in prison, and they have a big discussion. You said this was one of your favorite bits. So it was. I was going to let you go first. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you what happened. No, oh, all right. Um, this was great. So in a season where we haven't gotten a lot of exposition, we mm. haven't gotten a lot of character motivation, which yeah. is causing a lot of the disgruntledness, like why is anyone doing anything? And people aren't understanding people's decisions. This conversation was peak Thrones. Mm. So good. So Tyrion, who's now completely like, no, nah, fuck Danny. Like, she's... She a bitch. <laughs> you know, screw this. And hitting John with the reality check. You heard that speech. She's nuts. Um, and John's like, but she's my queen. You know, because John's hyper loyal and to a yeah. fault. And it was like the thrones. Uh, it was pure thrones. It was like reality versus emotion kind of thing. Mm. And then, um, you know, love versus reason was mm. the kind of argument. You know, look at Jamie. He was all reason. I got to save the living. It was like... Now I want to be with my manipulative sister, which, yeah. I mean, fits Tyrion's narrative here. I don't like that plotline at all, but anyway. Um, and John comes out with, uh, love is the death of duty, duty is the death of love, mm. and he realizes he has to decide. Yeah. And this thing was great, because John has save just... Save the world or save your girl. Yeah. John has just stoically accepted everything for nine years now I was like oh i've been banished to the north oh, oh i've gone and do this oh i'm stuck i'm an undercover wildling oh no i've got a girlfriend and she died oh, i'm dead oh i'm back um <laughs> oh, all right i'm the i'm you know the king of the north all right all right and he just sort of stoically goes about his he's business he's never had to make a decision in his life really everyone else just kind of decides for him he's like no. actually it's kind of true he's never decided to do any of these things yeah. it's all the burden of responsibilities thrust upon him but anyway so john's devo in this scene and getting really upset because he's you know you have to pick now yeah. you can't just loyally go along with it and let things fall into place he has well, to the other angle that was interesting too is um uh, I think it was Arya, or maybe Tyrion, I think it was Arya actually, pointed out to John like, you are always going to be a threat to her, so it's basically yeah. get in or get out of the way. Yeah, it's quite obviously you're going to be yeah. knifed soon too, like, you're not going to be kept around. Oh, yeah. So Cut her before she can cut you. Yeah. Burn you, that's the case, it's maybe. It's all very cynical, but, you know, she did just murder 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um cut to Danny, who's now finally in the throne room. The visions come true. It's raining ash in the throne room. What a beautiful scene that was, though. Just seeing her there, like, oh, like, you could just feel the excitement. She was just... And the way that she was staring at that throne in such disbelief, like, oh my god, here it is. Like, I've I've made it. I'm here. I was just in my head yelling out, bitch, sit down. Get on the throne. Yeah, I... <laughs> I was so gutted you didn't sit down. Yeah, I would like to have seen her just take, you know, one sit there and just have that glorious moment, you know, just to absorb it in. Picturesque, lovely. Uh, speaking of um, amazing imagery and Daenerys is when she's about to give that speech and she's standing there and they've got that amazing shot of her dragon behind her rising up with the big dragon wings coming out behind her. Oh, the feels. That is some solid cinematography. Like some sort of dark angel. It was, oh, it was, I loved it. <laughs> it was just, wow. Oh. 
One missed opportunity, which I really thought they were going to do. So she's mm-hmm. touching the throne. Now, back in the day, she asked someone, might have been Barrist and Selmy or Jorah. Probably not Jorah. Probably Barrist and Selmy. Tell me about my father. And he's like, oh, he was twitchy and awkward and he hated the Iron Throne. He cut himself on it all the time and he never sat in it because it and just... he was the one who built it, right? Or got it built? No, 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 no. His no. ancestors oh, built okay. it. Right. Mad King just inherited it as yeah, per normal. Okay. Well, it wasn't always Mad King. And... He cut himself and was sort of viewed as sort of symbolic of the rejection of him because mm. he was a mad king. And I thought Danny was going to be like, ooh, the chair, and like cut <laughs> herself to draw even more com- parallels to her right, crazy yeah. father. But missed opportunity, so missed opportunity there. Anyway, um, John rocks up to have a the f- conversation we've been hanging for for a bit. Like, is, is no one going to call her on murdering everyone like oh my god so john's begging for mercy for everyone spare Tyrion. you've killed all these people stop killing prisoners let's time to rebuild and this then this scene went a bit weird to me like danny gets all weirdly nostalgic she's like oh yes i thought about this throne as a kid and this is where i feel her character went again very wrong so right. at this point, she's just murdered a city. She either has to be cold and be like, that's what I'm about now. I murder everyone in a city. Or having complex feelings about it. It's like, oh my God, I just murdered everyone in a city. Instead of just like nonchalant, like, oh yes, I've always wanted to see this throne. And I'm like, that was, there see, was so many other beats they could have hit instead of that. I felt very differently. I liked how calm and collected they made her seem because we can see her... Um, looking at this throne going, I've waited for this for so long, and that's what she was saying to John, you know. Um, but the fact that she's just like, no, no, we've, we now have to take everything else. Like, this is just what we have to do now. And it sort of really, that spoke more volumes than her ever getting mad. Like, it showed a lot more depth. This was this was her going, like, there is no there is no other way. This is just how it, how it has to be. This is, this is, it was true dictatorship. Like, no one stomps their feet and goes crazy it's all very calm and very like no this is this is the reality that i'm living in now um which made it extra scary and you could see in those moments john going okay i see this is just the reality that you have accepted and now i know what i've got to do yeah i don't know i needed to see a little bit of crazy in there because she was just playing the cutesy she went to the cutesy girl thing like oh when i was a girl and i was like "Mm, just sat weird for me mm. um and then she weirdly made another play for john like let's be together and i'm like you've been rejected a bunch of times his rejection also contributed to your recent behavior and but they still love each other like even though even though john's been standoffish um it's clear he still has feelings for her but when danny last episode went or two episodes ago went um Fine, yeah, you fear know, it is, yeah. fear it is, yeah. I thought that was her kind of blocking that part of her life off, and it was weird for her to make a play again. Well, she's also riding this high of, of you know, winning, having the throne, and because she's at the throne, she's like, you know, be with me, rule with me. Mm. Mm. And a part of that is is probably, again, self-preservation, because she's like, if you're ruling with me, you're not conspiring against me, you know. Yeah, and they did talk about if they had the royal wedding, or whatever it would be, that... um Danny would control John pretty hard. Mm. Yeah, so I, I saw that as that. I this was one of my more favourite scenes front to back um, in this week's episode. Um, then they start kissing, and in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe John's going to buy in. What's you know? No, I could, I could see exactly what's happening. I was like, oh, oh, final embrace. Oh my god. 
Oh, I was like, John, you so loyal. Don't be ridiculous. And then... <laughs> but it was... And that, and that in itself was just perfection. Like, it was such a passionate, genuine embrace. Like, I love you, but you have to die. <laughs> and Danny didn't... She just looked shocked and then died. Um, I feel like she could have gotten a last word or a last reaction or... I feel like we're being tacky. <sighs> like her... Uh... Dying and then looking at the throne and being like, oh no, I didn't get on the that throne. That would have been dumb. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe something better. But like, it was all very, it was thematically shot and everything, but from her end, it was all just no, the, a whimper. The, no, it was more like that That silence is, you know, like what you were saying about the, the first scene where there was no music, like that silence also spoke so much. Mm. It was just like that depth of betrayal and, you know, pain, let's be real. Um, was just so much, and it was, just, you know, the single two bits of blood. Now, what happened immediately after that made me really upset. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King flashbacks? Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. So then, you know, poor Drogon, because we see him swooping around the background being like, ba ba ba, I'm doing dragon stuff, doopy doo. Uh, and then he's like, mama. And um, comes in and gives her a little nudge and. I'm welling up like a baby. I'm like, oh, no, his mom's dead. This is all he's known. And I was just, oh, I was so upset for poor Drogon. It really hurt my feelings. Mm, it was a pretty um, emotional scene. Nudging her and then he gets pissy and it looks like yeah. he's going to throw down some flames on John, but instead... Um, because he, he sort of bears his teeth to John. It looks yeah. like he's mad at John, and John has to duck out of the way a bit. But mm. yeah, so Drogon annihilates the room and then annihilates the Iron Throne and melts it down to slag. Which was very cool. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I'm still thinking, I've already got like four interpretations of what happened here. So sure. one. Because my first thought, he's like, he's going to blast John, but John's going to be um, unburned because he's mm. a super Targaryen, like a level of Targaryen higher than. Wait, who's Danny's mum? I don't know. That's your domain. Alaria. <laughs> no, Danny's mum was Dornish? Alaria said. Anyway. Anyway, so he's a Targaryen too and would not be burned. Um, but that didn't happen. So, alright, one thing, either Drogon's super aware of the Targaryenness and goes, ah, I'm mad at Jon, but he's on my side, I can't attack Jon. And then he just coincidentally blasts the throne. Secondly, he knows what the throne represents and mm. goes, ah, oh, the lust for power killed my mother. Yeah. Destroyed the throne she's been chasing. That's what I read that as because he'd like deliberate, like he blew up the room in his first rage, like, ah, but then targeted the, the chair, like the throne repeatedly. Mm. To, like he wanted it gone. He wanted it to be melted away. He was so angry and hurt. Like this, this killed my mummy. Hmm. That's how I read that. Dragons are very smart. And also, and also, um, ah, sword in my mummy. Lots of swords. Kill all the swords. I don't think it was that, <laughs> but I like where your head's at. <laughs> so he picks up Danny and flies off into the night. Goodbye, Danny. So weird. Goodbye, Drogon. I have so, so many questions about that. Like, where did they go? Well, my Why theory did he is, take um, her? 
Valeria, where all the dragon people are from. Okay. So there's a place for that where they go. Anyway. I uh, wanted a bit of closure on that. <laughs> and just some Danny closure. I feel... They just took spent... her body away. I'm like, oh. And just the last few episodes, we've had seven seasons of building up Danny's character. She turns on a switch, goes crazy. We get one scene with John before she's stabbed. Mm. I don't feel like we've got enough. I don't feel like this all needed to be more. This had to be more slowly drawn out. Sure, but there's only so much you can do in six episodes. They should have done ten. Well, they probably should have done ten, but they didn't, so here we are. <laughs> because Fade to Black, Yeah. It's three weeks later, and then I'm like, there's only 20 minutes of this show left. Mm. What on earth is going to happen in 20 minutes? Like, all this post- Leading up to Danny being killed needed to be a whole episode in itself. Post Danny needed to be another two episodes of. I would say one. I mean, there's so much, so many variables here, and it all just. Ah, the pacing. (laughs) It's awful. Anyway, so. Uh, Now, before we even cut past here, the other thing that I was thinking, besides like being super sad for, for Drogon and for being. Um, intrigued as to where Drogon was taking Danny's body. Um, oh, just picturing him just snuggling up to her while she's dead just really makes me so upset. But um, the other thought I had was like, there was no one else around for this. John, how are you going to explain this to people? Like, yeah, it's an awkward situation. Mm, so I committed treason and then I killed Danny and then um, Drogon just burned the throne away and took her body away. And that is definitely 100% what happened. And people, like, surely people would be like, I think you're lying. Well, I think Drogon was building a ramp for the next king. Maybe. That's a nice way to think about it. <laughs> the iron ramp. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and and we get another fade to black. Like, that would have been an interesting conversation, him coming out and Grey Worm's like, Dragon's upset. What's going on? What'd you do? What did you do? Who is like, Drogon carrying? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we missed another good potential scene because we're all sped up. Mm. And so it's implied that John got arrested by the Unsullied, who are now in charge for some reason. So Grey Worm is now the pseudo guy Yay. in charge. I don't know what. Who's even left? Davos is the only one around from the council. Everyone else is dead. <laughs> Either way, the Unsullied are in control of burning King's Landing. Mm. Um, they've arrested Tyrion. They've arrested John. John. Now, this is all a bit weird. So we jump a few weeks later and they bring out Tyrion and there's a council. Mm-hmm. What happened between X and Y? Why does the Unsullied care about the council? Um, and the what is driving the Unsullied and the Dothraki at this point. They all joined for the Queen. The Queen's dead. The dragon's gone. Like, they are the most lost people in the world at this point. They're not even on their own home continent. Mm. Like, why do they care to wait for a council? Why aren't they doing their own thing? We saw the Dothraki were ready to go pillagey on a switch. Um... I feel weird that they just sort of sat there and waited for the local leaders to come and figure it out when mm. these were the people they were all ready to go and kill when Danny was rousing them up. Well, I guess also none of them have any interest in leadership, really, um, besides maybe Grey Worm. Um, so that's probably why they were just like, all right, who do we... Like, their followers are not leaders. Mm. So they're like, who, who do we follow now? What do we do? 
who's they were also looking for someone who's going to have the same interest as the queen because that's what they'd been chasing for so long. Hmm. So this time, little time jump was a little problematic and weird. Either way, so and this scene, like as many problems as I have, the scenes have been fantastic in terms of the shooting and stuff. Mm. But this one was a bit weird. They bring Tyrion out and there's just a council sitting there waiting for him. And I'm like, what? I was more looking at the people being like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who, fuck are you? who the fuck are you? All right. Why so are you I, coming I, I did who some research and yeah. um, worked out who everyone was. Great. So what, what was silly is like, these are the last houses who are left. Mm. And it was all too elegant that all the people we know are now heads of houses. Like, this was a very... That's just narrative writing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be dumb if it was heads of houses we hadn't seen before? Well, there was a couple we hadn't seen before. Oh, see, there you go. Perfect narrative but writing. I feel like there was a lot more houses at the start of this show. There's anyway. been a lot of murder. <laughs> so, we have Yara, Iron Isles, the Greyjoys. Yes. Um, we know her. Now, the the young guy was actually Robin Aaron. Right. Now... Last time we saw Robin Aaron, he was sucking his mum's boobs. Um, actually, that's not the last time we saw him. But he's the sickly boy right. from The Reach. The Reach. Okay. And his mum... Got thrown out of Moondor. Got th- thrown out of Moondor, who's yeah. actually Catelyn's sister. Mm-hmm. And Littlefinger was his warden. Warden? No, his guardian. And he yeah. was the warden of The Reach. Or right. The, whatever. So he'd snuck in. And become sort of in charge and was controlling Robin Aaron. And mm. the last time we saw him, he was learning to battle, but he was sickly and rubbish. Yeah, I just anyway. assumed he died. No, but he, he's done well with puberty. He's never long-bottomed. <laughs> um, was, there was a lot of chatter on Twitter about how good-looking he was now. Because oh, last time we saw him, he was 14. Now he's 18. True, true. So, anyway, Robin Aaron of the Reach. Edmore Tully, who's Catelyn Stark's brother? Uncle? Brother. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good conversation there. And um, so he was the one getting... It was his wedding at the Red Wedding. Right. And then when he they bundled him upstairs to have a, his honeymoon, then they murdered everyone. He was also famous because he was the one who had the fire arrow to um, light his father's corpse or oh, in right. the boat, and he couldn't hit it in his... But he had to do it. <laughs> and it was so. Edmore's a Ed Muir, however you say your name. He's a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So that was high comedy that he had a crack. <laughs> like I'll be the king. Like I thought that was great. But no one else, unless you were paying attention, no one would remember who the fuck that guy no, was or the relevance. He started monologuing. I'm just like, T, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, yeah, I had to tell you. Yeah, so. That was good. So Gendry, who's now Lord of Storm's End, he's yeah. a Baratheon. Good for him. It was exciting seeing him. I'm like, no, oh, look at you go, Gendry. We had the Mart. Uh, we had a all right. So we had a prince from Dawn. Okay. Which they mentioned, like, oh, there's a new prince who's loyal to Danny, mm-hmm. and it it could be a Martell, but remember, all the Martells got killed. Yeah. In Dawn, so it could be a different family altogether. But whatever. It's the Dawn family. Mm. Um, we have Sam Tarly, who's now head of house Tarly, coincidentally. Bless him. Because his father and brother got killed by Danny. Brienne of Tarth. Apparently Tarth's a big house. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she was there as head of house Tarth or... Just with Sansa. Just... Well, she's a Kingsguard now, was well, the impression true. I got. But there was no king at this point. Yeah, anyway. anyway. And one, someone was identified as probably Howland Reed. Of House Reed, who was the father of Mira and Jojen. So they were the people that went north with Bran into the wastes, into the oh, frozen north. 
right, right. So Mira right. was there for hold the door. Yep, yep. And Jojen right. died on the way into that cave. That was a bummer. Yeah, so they were Bran's entourage for a while. Now, the Reed family, the the father, Howland Reed, was with Ned when all the shit went down mm. back in the day before the show even started when right. they went after Lyanna Stark. So Gotcha. A lot of um, important family, if not that much around. All right, so that's who was there. Okay. Um, and they just sit around and go, all right, let's pick a new king. And this was such an underwhelming conversation. I enjoy that. I was like, because I, I liked that they for once had to sort of pick because they're like, okay, so everybody's kind of ruled out. So but this whole show, I guess we choose. This whole show has been about wars and murder and espionage to become the king. And then they're like. But this is the whole point. They're like, this is all so pointless. Like I, and I liked how Sam was like, how about democracy? democracy? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Why don't you let the dogs have a vote? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they talk. They decide they're going to pick one of themselves. Yeah. Admir, like, this, is what, this is what the this is what the poetic part was. Is that this is their attempt at trying to make the world that Danny wanted. Yeah, and what was funny was that being the the king or queen of the six or seven kingdoms was mm. such a big deal. And then no one's kind of jumping at it. They're all just sitting around like, why, why don't I, I'll be the queen. I'll be the queen. I'll be the king. I'll be the king. Like no one wanted it. Yeah. And I guess that maybe is sort of a hint at the wisdom, you know, the whole running point that the best yeah. leaders are people who didn't want it. So we have this council, all the heads of houses, none of them really wanted it. Yeah. And these were the survivors, you know. Well, that's it. Power corrupts. Power is... <laughs> is best used by those who do not want it. Hmm. Now, this is where it goes a bit bananas for me. Tyrion, mm. uh, all right, Tyrion, what do you think? Is like, hmm, how about Bran? And... Because yeah. <laughs> <sighs> he, he started this whole thing like, you know what's great? Stories. You know who's got a good story? And I'm like, everyone has a good story. He's like, Bran. I'm like, what? 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 Yeah, I I really think it was because... I didn't see him for a whole season. I mean, the Iron Throne got melted down and Bran brought his own chair. <laughs> I feel like that was the only reason. Like, Bran's already got a throne. Like, well, we need a new throne. This saves us having to make a new one. Bran, I like I what guess. you've built there. Like, it was... like, by... By Tyrion's logic and that who, like, let's just, let's sit back and think about this. Who out of those characters has had the best story, in your opinion? Of that... Council. Of, of that council, yeah. Um, My first a lot of them. Sansa is is not Bran. <laughs> well, Bran went north of the Wall, and he had an adventure too. Oh, sure, but it was useless and didn't really do anything. Sansa has a lot of stories. Edmure has unfortunate stories. He's been around, but not in all the significant events. Right. The Vale, like he was upstairs banging his new Frey wife while everyone was getting murdered downstairs. Yeah. Um, who else is in there? So we've got... We have no idea what the it's happening in um, Dawn, so we well, don't know right. what that guy's seen. Little Robin Aaron? Nah. That's like my mum's tits till I was 14. Little Sam. Um, Sam's seen some shit. Yeah, so there was Sam, there was Sansa, there was um, bloody... Uh, what's her name from Iron Isles? Yara. Yeah, her. Um, all, like, I would have picked those three... At the very least, because like they've both had so much stuff happen to them, they can make great decisions. Um, we know that that person you just said whose name I've already forgotten is a fierce and great leader. So um, 
yeah, I thought it was pretty, like, and I would have been disappointed if it had been her, but I feel like it would have made more sense. So when Tyrion was like, Bran, and Bran's only response was, why do you think I came all the way Oh my here? god, I could have like, punched oh, the TV when he did that. Troll. Like, So you knew this was happening? You didn't feel like intervening? Like, and also, you're just sitting there for months going, Danny's about to murder everyone. Give someone a heads up! Yeah, Holy shit! This is exactly my point. Like, also, Bran, first of all, you suck and you're boring and you've done nothing for a long time. Also, your whole agenda has just been so you can silently become king. Like, yeah. just from behind the veil. Oh, hello, here I am. I'll take my crown now. Okay, thanks. So with future with future sight, he uses it just to go, oh, if I let just this go just enough, I let everyone die protecting me against White Walkers um, and let Danny murder everyone because there then is no one left and I'll just be king by default. Yeah, like... Bran is the worst. Yeah. And jumping ahead a bit, we'll we'll get to this in more details. His first council meeting, he goes, you guys have it. I'm going to go have dreams about dragons and leaves the room. (laughs) I mean, isn't this a red flag? Anyway. Now, also, (laughs) I'm calling that as the last abandoned plot point. He's like, I'll see if I can find Drogon. Did he find him? (laughs) Where is Drogon? Did you find him, Bran? We will now never know. And I am furious. (laughs) And so this is... The other example of the point I was saying. So that like Tyrion's like, he's so wise, he has so many stories, he knows so much, he has the world of knowledge, he will be a good king. And I'm like, Whoa, all right, when you describe it like that, that sounds great. But that's not yeah. the brand we've seen. No. Bran hasn't told a story yet. Bran hasn't passed any of the knowledge on. No. He's let other people find it and he's gone, Yeah, I knew that too. Like someone else found out about you know, John's heritage, Sam found it out, and Bran's like, yep, told you. Like, it's important. Like, well, maybe tell us the story that goes along with this. Yeah. He has not imparted any wisdom this whole time. And this is the problem, that the actor wasn't told, like, you've you've got to be vague and, uh, like, a prophety thing now. Mm. And so that's why he became emo and just sort yeah, of... Yeah, sort of checked out. Looked was sort like, of, yeah, it was looked and checked out. I'm like, hmm, hmm. Three Someone things. needed to say... You need to sort of have this infinite wisdom now. You've got yeah. to be a Gandalf. All knowing. You've got to be Gandalf or Dumbledore now. Three and things. No one told him that. Th- oh, fuck, I've already forgotten my three things. Okay. <laughs> um, first of all, swapping franchises. This would be like Dumbledore's dead. We need a new um, headmaster of Hogwarts. Trelawney, what are you up to? <laughs> Because she's also very vague in her statements and, you know, has some good premonitions. But is she a great leader? I'm going to say probably not. Mm. Um, so that's my, my point one. Point two, I just thought of something. So um, remember when Tyrion was like, so I bet you've got a good story to tell. And Bran's like, yeah, pull up a chair, bro. And they cut away. He was probably like, P.S., doesn't matter what happens, I'm going to be king, so just tell people that anyway. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So maybe he just told Tyrion this ages ago. So maybe Bran is really playing the Game of Thrones here, who knows? Maybe he's telling him just what he needed to get to where he was going. Like, maybe, regardless I think of the he was just, It's like the Matrix. I think he was outright just like... The Oracle told me I wasn't the one. Yeah, but that made you super the one. Ah, mm-hmm. that's what happened. Ah. So... Brand needed the actor needed to be told ahead of time. Once you get these prophet powers, yeah, you need to be a bit more wise and helpful. Yeah, you got to be wise, sort of a guiding person along the way. 
And that's also a problem with the script, that they didn't write a scene no. where Bran could purvey this new knowledge and stuff. Like, well, if you're all-knowing, fucking pull up a chair and help. Sorry, bad. He already has a chair. But, like, help. And they should have written that in. And mm. that's why I reject the Bran decision. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, like, I enjoyed everything about this episode except that. I don't, like, I enjoyed the theme. Like, I liked the, I liked the symbolism of Bren is the, probably the one here who wants this the least. Um, so we'll give it to him because power is best yielded by those who do not want it. And you know what? Great theme. Love that. Just don't pick Bren. By that logic, give it to Sam. That would have been adorable. <laughs> like, King Sam, my God, that would be so cute. Um and uh, you know Sam would be very smart. He's very well read, so he'd be he'd be great, I think. Um, but yeah, it was just and it was also just so cocky for someone who doesn't want to be king yet knew it this whole time. Was just like, yes, yeah, why I'm here? What took you so long? It's my fucking crown. That was that was like '90s kids teen movie end of someone asking someone out to prom delivery. <laughs> like, huh, that's why I came here. It was just like, ah, oh, it's raining. I didn't notice. It why was, else would I be here? Yeah, that was awful. And I have so many problems with it. And that's before we even address who should have probably been the king. And unfortunately, and Jon Snow's unfortunate plotline. But mm. uh, we'll get there. Um, council meeting. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So the other big decision was... Um, the destroying the wheel of um inheriting the throne yeah so destroying the status quo of yeah things. so every time you die a new king is chosen from the heads of houses mm. and which is great which is great so mini democracy <laughs> yeah which i guess is which as Tyrion said is the second reason why he chose bran because it's like well people can't default to his next kids mm. So we'll just be forced to do this again. I feel like this is working out pretty well. Um, I mean, that's going to have its own problems because everyone's going to be, you know, once they're getting old, everyone's going to be scheming on oh, sure. causing like, alliances this and is stuff all, like that. This is all great this generation and it'll last maybe one, possibly two, but then we'll be back to bloodshed because men suck. <laughs> um, what I did like, though, is that Bran in turn went, Tyrion, I would like it to be my hand. And Tyrion was like, bitch, no, I don't want this. And Bran was like, that's why it's got to be you, baby. Um, so I did like that. And again, it reinforced that um, theme about power and blah, 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 like I've said multiple times this episode. Um, so I did like that. I stand by that choice. I think that's good. I think that I think the only time Tyrion's ever made a wrong decision in his political career is picking Bran. So... <laughs> Overall, I think he's done a pretty good job at being a hand. I mean, he's been a hand a lot of times. Yeah. So, and his arc was that he no one takes him seriously, but he is the smartest guy in the room yeah. and is actually the most qualified person to be a hand of the king. Definitely. and Or queen, depending on which season. And he <laughs> has done it lots of times and generally done a good job and yeah. acted in the best interest. Um, so we've got... All right, so firstly... I, 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 everyone agrees. Mm -hmm. And then Sansa pulls a bit of a power play and goes, listen, the North has suffered over the last 10 years because of all the dicking around yeah. due to the king. We're buddies. Obviously, my brother's the king, so there's going to be no problem there. Mm. But North has to stay independent. I loved that. I thought that was great. And it makes 100% sense, yes. given who suffered the most because yeah. of all these wars. Yeah. It's the North. 
mm-hmm. you know, Ned didn't want to go to King's Landing. He's like, oh, Robert asked me. I've got to go be the his hand of the king and look after him for a bit. And yeah. that started everything going horribly yeah. wrong. And he's like, no, nah, we are going to keep to ourselves, mm-hmm. which is probably the safe decision. <laughs> and I like it because it's still, like, one of my fantasies was to have Sansa as queen. And I guess I kind of got that you wish. You got it, yeah. So that was... Queen uh, of the North. Yeah, so that that did give me some nice feels. I love that. And her outfit at the end with the yeah. crown and the glorious... Um, was that... That was her outfit with the autumn leaves yeah. embroidered yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh! Because spring... And that, in fact... Actually, a problem. So the whole thing's winter's coming, and then there's a promise of spring, which means winter ended. Mm-hmm. That was the only hint that we got that winter was ended, was her theme of her dress had the That's awesome leaves. That's not true. You didn't see all the grass sticking up, like, on the other side of the wall? No. Okay, well, I did. No. <laughs> um, so when John was going back, um, you know, they they left the wall to go further north, and there was grass. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't pick snow. that up. Oh. Right. So we're now Bran the Broken, which was kind of a dick of a name. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's true. Bran the, the, the cripple. Bran the... Like, I feel like and it he could just, be Bran the all-wise. Bran the builder. Bran, Bran the, the raven. Bran the raven. Bran the emo. Like he became, he's like, guess what? I'm the three-eyed raven now. And they're like, we're going to call you Bran the broken. I don't think raven. Assholes. I think it should be Bran the vulture. Because he vultured. He vultured the king's seat. He vultured that. Touchdown at the one yard line. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Lord of the now six realms. Yes. Now, which I liked. Which, once that was on the cards, I felt the Dornish guy should have been like, oh, fuck, we'll be independent too. We're on a whole different island. Like, Yeah, what, I'm a like, little surprised that didn't happen. Like, why but, aren't we um, independent? The North, they share I, borders. I guess because Dawn lost all the Martells and whatnot, and so they're a little, like, very passionate people, sure, but a little raw as well. So they're like, yeah, we'll do whatever. Yeah, they don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. So um, so right. after that, we come to Tyrion setting up his first meeting. He's a little nervous. He's putting all the chairs in place. Oh, you've skipped a few. Have I? Yeah, you skipped a lot. Have I? <laughs> yeah. Firstly, they go, they're discussing discussing what to do with John. Uh, so they're like, oh, well, he killed the queen. Um, Grey Worm wants to put him to death. And... They're like, bitch, no. Yeah, and they're like, well, no, they can't. And I felt like Tyrion was going to be banging the table. I think Jon should be the king. Well, that's what I thought too, but I guess he's he's really come to the realisation that Jon just does not want But then Bran didn't no, want no to either, allegedly. It. This is yeah. the whole problem. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he should have put his foot down. Jon... But he was probably nervous to go up against Grey Worm. He was like, I will kill you. <laughs> mm. So the political compromise was, oh, we'll banish you to the north again, yeah. and you can take over Castle Black, which is shooter like back to where he was before. Yeah, basically, you, you don't need a Night's Watch because the Night King's yeah. dead. Um, in fact, it's a clever move because like the Wildlings are now allied with the North, mm. but that could end at any time. Whereas with John there, it would be keeping peace. Keeping right. peace. So that's actually a good, elegant political solution. Mm. But here's the problem. We spent eight years of John as the chosen one, and he's a Targaryen, mm-hmm. and that meant nothing. But this is the whole point: like having a birthright is bullshit, and it makes you crazy. We spent eight years on the Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen thing, and it went nothing. There were some angsty scenes with Danny, mm. a couple hushed conversations. It was purely just to, to give her fuel to shit or get off the pot, basically. Uh, it was it, it was something to generate a threat for her. That's what this whole plot built to. I mean, it's the biggest secret in Thrones. It's the biggest yeah. secret plotline. And 
it didn't pay off. Nothing this show happened. is written. This show and these books are written terribly. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> are they? Yes. Oh. I mean, it's the it's it's eight books or what's it going to be? Ten books of um, plots that go nowhere. Well, we don't know they go nowhere until he finishes the books. I mean, I he think, might have the same problem. But. Well, look, uh, and we chatted about this off air before. There, I have two theories. One, those books are already written and they didn't want to release them before the show came out because they didn't want to lose viewership. Fair. Yep. Uh, my next thing, which I feel is much more George R. R. Martin, because quite frankly, I feel like he sucks as a human. Um, Whoa, steady on. <laughs> sorry, I'm just really mad at how much he just writes shit that goes nowhere. Like, it's such a waste of time. Um, and not just, and I don't mean stuff that wasn't put in the TV show, like stuff that is in books that just never appears again. Um, but the other thing I think that he's done is that he's waiting to see how people respond to this ending and then he'll either change it, change it or keep it <laughs> that's what i think he's doing he's this like i'm just gonna i've sat most, on this long enough so i'm just gonna see what happens this is the most elaborate test audience and market research of yeah, all time pretty much because think of this if he sees that this goes badly which looks like it is um he's then gonna go you know what's gonna really sell writing the book with a better ending with an alternate ending and yeah. people be like i am all about that like and I, if Bran was always going to be the king, fair enough. It was just that not would be fine, but delivered that, correctly. And that was never going to be the case because otherwise they would have put a lot more emphasis on him in the show and also in the books, I would imagine, which admittedly I have not read. So all of my um, things are just based on basically oh, what he you has his me. ones. He disappears for a while but comes back. I mean. Yeah, but do you like you never really read him as a main character like Tyrion, for example? Well, right. <sighs> Not as much as Tyrion. Tyrion's in every book. So yeah. what, what they do, it sort of evolves. Like, in the first book, it's Ned's point of view. Mm. In, like, each chapter's a character's point of view, and yeah. there's, like, five characters or more per book. Mm. So early on, you're following Ned around a lot, and the nemesis is Jamie, who's a bit petulant early on and kind of a dick. And then in the second book, you get from Jamie's point of view, or maybe mm. it was the third book, who knows? But, like, Jamie was just some... Um, random asshole for the first few books yeah. and then you get jamie's point of view when he goes on his uh, yeah. redemptive arc kind of thing but do you ever get much of brand yeah he gets a couple oh, okay not a lot it's not like not as many mentions as like but enough Danny where you would Tyrion. be like maybe he could be a contender for king oh there's no sense of anything so far oh, yeah, I guess. um john and danny are as they are in the show you know the chosen yeah. ones brand nothing foreshadowing it yet right okay it's very skeptical bran in the books bran got up to where he got to the cave and is acquiring knowledge or whatever but Mm. that's where he he's up to in the books okay and i don't think george told them what to do between x and y after that because as we said bran did nothing then they should then he should have he should have been like p.s he's gonna be king so flesh him out a little bit yeah or do something with him because um, he just doesn't do anything. And like you said before, like he might be all-knowing or whatever, but we still don't know what the fuck the Thread Raven business is really for besides just going, oh, I can see where the Ice King is. Here he is. Don't let him kill me. Awesome. Remember I the be Ice King? King? Jesus. What a, what, what a loose plot line. Right. So that's John's thing. We'll visit him shortly. Mm. Now, I actually checked what this meant. The Unsullied are boarding boats with the Dothraki and heading to Narth. Yeah, so what's going Narth on? Narth is Mesonde's home. Now, remember, oh. 
uh-huh. there. They had a conversation. We'll retire to Nath, and yeah. it's lovely beaches and mm. peaceful thing. So the implication is the Unsullied now disillusioned and lost their queen. They're off to retire to a yeah. very nice area. Well, sounds nice. Um, whereas the Dothraki, I don't know what they'll do, but it seems like the Unsullied kind of want to retire. They were offered to start their own house. Mm. But they're all neutered, so the house would only last one generation. Mm. <laughs> so I think they're off to a beachside retirement. That sounds lovely. And, and when you think about it, they got a rough deal. They did. I mean, they went through all this, won a war, and then the queen was instantly knocked off. Mm. And they're like, well, this is an house suburb. We'll, we'll leave. So yeah. they got a rough run. Um, so they're leaving. Um and Arya's plotline was a bit weird, and the running theory is because they've announced spin-off shows. Mm. And they've talked about one of them is a Age of Heroes thing, you know, Thousand Years prequel. And right. apparently, there's at least two more, and we don't know what they're about. Why so is there so many. Why does this look? You know what? I think this entire show should have only ever always been six episodes, and it would have been a much tighter, much cleaner show with a lot less shit going on. That would have been great. <laughs> Instead, all they did was do it the other way around and then go, we'll just have a nice, tight final season and then just pissed everyone off by doing so. Anyway, this is my opinion. Go hmm. on. So Arya announces she's sailing west to the end of the world. She's, I guess, like an explorer? Was that the vibe? Yeah, she's like a an explorer, which is very weird because she's never expressed any interest in doing that. And the, the only thing I can think of is, like, she only ever wanted to be an assassin to get revenge, but then the hounds were sort of like, look, revenge is just going to get you killed, and it's shit, and there's no greater fulfillment. Like, it's just it. You'll just die. And so she was like, what else could I do with my life? And then she's just like, I'm going to be an explorer. But that was never sort of looked at. She just went, yeah, I'm just going to go sailing. I'm just going to see what else and, is around. And that's... We, we never heard from what Arya thinks about all this. So she finally got vengeance on the phrase, mm. which is weird. People are like, oh, you shouldn't go on a vengeance. She's had more revenge than anyone. She killed a whole f- house. That was great. And it was great. My, one of my favorite scenes. Um, but also the only time that she ever used her faces. Yeah, that's... Oh, so... Don't get me that, started. Um, no, I want to get you started. <laughs> oh, so we never... Like, everyone on her, her list is dead or she's forgiven. So, like, mm. cool. And this would have been great for sort of a hollowness where she's like, oh, I've done all this revenge and I don't feel any better. And I've been fueled by revenge and How training for revenge. How can I use my powers for good? Yeah. And there was a whole arc in there, which I'm hoping the books address, but the show is just like, she's just around. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Right, sailing. Like, yeah, see is. And Gendry's going to find out about that and get in his boat and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, Gendry's going to start sailing again. He'll catch up. He's got mad rowing skills from yeah, rowing that, for six years. He's got them blacksmith arms. <laughs> um, so, Weird Direction could be setting up a spin-off and Arya, another incomplete character. Mm. Uh, now, Brienne. She's wearing gold, but she always wore gold. So I don't know if it's implying that she's a Kingsguard now. I think she's definitely wearing more gold than she was before. Right. So in which case, she is now head of the Kingsguard, because all the Kingsguard are dead. And the White Book, which is the story of all the famous Kingsguard. So the Kingsguard, obviously, there's seven of them, and Mm. they look after the king. They go, the king. Unless you shit at it, like Jamie, and you kill the king. um, (laughs) And that's... You give up your house titles and everything, and um, right, yeah, that's right. Like, like being on the wall. There's a lot of um, red tape and mm. fine print. So the White Book they talked about a lot in the actual books is um, sort of the history of all the great warriors in it, and Jamie 
always had this lament that because he worked with like Barristan Selmy and others who yeah. had big stories, big battles and stuff, and his page was a really weak source. Mm. Even though he'd done a lot, it just like killed a king. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a nice touch with Jamie, uh, Brienne finishing his page, yeah. talking about his battles and nice victories, closure. and a nice little vague bit died protecting his queen. That was really like, look, Cersei's an absolute ass. We can obviously all agree on that, but it was, it was, uh, it was really sweet to read that like that is really quite beautiful um and also very big of brienne after she got her heart smashed by him which is a dumb plot line another one <laughs> well yeah something that didn't really have much point other than to really illustrate the fact of oh yeah jamie's a dick um i think is is the point of that plot line but because she was sitting there thinking really hard about what to write i was a bit worried i'm like oh my god is, is she <laughs> pregnant and she has to be like father oh <laughs> that's what i thought was gonna happen but it was nice that she was um yeah yeah died protecting his queen that was that was nice i was kind of hoping she was gonna draw a dick butt <laughs> i'm sure there's a meme of it around there has been so many of them coming out already <laughs> everyone just drawn. puts the mean girls rant on um Varys's notes and in yeah. the white book it's just it works everywhere uh, all right now is the scene you wanted to talk about yes. um Tyrion's first day on the job and he's in back in the King's Council. He hasn't been there since he was doing it back in the day. And his cohort was, back then, was like Cersei and Varys and Pycelle mm. and a whole different cast of characters. Yeah. And now he's like, all right, I've got to run my next one. And I think Bran's like, you've made some mistakes and you're going to spend the rest of your life fixing it. So that's a good motivator for Tyrion, of mm. all things. Um, so Sam, who's now a proper meister of the Citadel, he's not yeah. head meister, but because, um, the book thing was actually written by the head meister guy. I'll get to mm -hmm. that. Um, so Sam's the meister guy. So the medical expert. And I, I thought it was a nice touch weighing in on the, you know, we need the sewers to work. Mm. We need, <laughs> we need to rebuild the city. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, this is what these councils should have been done instead of sitting around like, ha I'll poison you <laughs> and then I'll marry him to him and I'll be king. And I'm like, I think this is the whole point. It's the beginning of, of actually a better running, civilization. Yeah, yeah. We're actually running the place instead of just yeah. like, yes, yes, let's start a war. Yeah. Um, Bron, yeah. Lannisters pay their debts in double, and he is now the head of Highgarden. What the hell? <laughs> so he's taken Marjorie's old castle. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Like, I love it, but it's so absurd. Well, as I've said a few times, Bronn's the best at playing the Game of Thrones. He, is. he was just an opportunistic mercenary. Always now, take the best deal. He runs the richest house, and they made him, like, Lord of Coin, or what was it? Um... Master of Coin. Master of Coin. Yeah. So he's in charge of the bank because the Tyrrells <laughs> were a very rich house and the Lannisters were broke at last check-in. Um, so that that was great. I love That's that. Very funny. That he finally got there because I'm like, you know who's going to win? Bronn. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He is yeah. the richest. Um, so Davos, one of the... Oh, the underrated wise characters. He was a Stannis loyalist and mm. obviously that was a losing side, but... He was master of ships, I guess, because i got to rebuild the docks and the navy, so he's the navy right. man. Tyrion's the hand, so he's in charge. Brienne is a um, Kingsguard. And Pod was also a Kingsguard, because yeah. we saw him bring in Bran, so that was nice. He's yeah. had a nice little mini-arc, Pod, from good, good on you, humble Pod. beginnings I'm to a Kingsguard. Him. Pod and yeah. Gendry, I'm, I love them. <laughs> good for them. Um, good kids. With the exception of Bronn, 
I think the symbolism of this council was that they're all genuinely wise people who would take their mm. their jobs very seriously. Yeah, good um, authentic people. Authentic people, and they very knowledgeable of the common man. Yeah, because that was Tyrion's thing. Because he'd just hang out at regular places, and mm. his dad would hate it. Sam, you know, he's been in the Night's Watch. He's been in the Citadel. He's yeah. also, you know. Uh, Bronn, who's a merc, he knows the common man. Davos, he was the epitome of every man. His last name was should have probably been Davos Everyman, because that was <laughs> his kind of shtick. Um, and Pod, who was... Where did Pod come from? I don't know. He was a... Oh, I forget what house he was from. So he was assigned to Brienne as kind of a joke, because he was shit. Yeah, but he was hanging out with Tyrion and stuff well before that. That's right. He was assigned yeah. to Tyrion because yeah. he was shit and awkward. And then he goes, he actually gets there. That's right. That was pre-Blackwater. So Bran rocks in and is like, yes, we've got work to do. And he's like, cool, I'll leave you to it. I'm going to go think about dragons and yeah, leaves. Because they're just like, well, we still don't know where Dragon is. He could be in the east. I'll see if I can find him. Bye. But he's like, but, but did you find him? Where is he? <laughs> Damn it, Bran, you are still useless, even as a uh, king. And, this, and there's there's also a running narrative that you surround yourself with smart people who can make decisions. It was actually came from Tywin Lannister, who was telling mm. it to Tommen. Right. But, God, I remember him. <laughs> yeah, but I assumed he was just saying it to, um, you know, make let him make all the decisions, because well, he probably. was hand of the king then. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this meeting goes this was nice i thought i liked this scene it was yeah it was one of my favorites i thought they were going to finish on that scene mm, especially because so... i had the pan out and like ah oh, that's nice yeah have some real work getting done and sort What's of real ta- work i feel like bronham was just wanting to he just wanted to brothels <laughs> um great banter at that table by the way well we've had so little talking this episode with the exception of episode two mm, do you mean this season this season mm. Except of episode two, which was the night before the battle, which was probably the second best episode this season. Mm. Maybe even the best. I really enjoyed that episode. That was great. Because it was tense, but kind of genuine. Yeah. All right. And then we get our montage, our montage. signing off. So, montage. firstly, if you recall, I called this for John a few episodes ago. Because mm. remember when he said goodbye to Torment? And Tom was like, ah, you'll probably come back north and yeah. stuff. And I said, they might be foreshadowing. John actually goes, fuck this, and goes to the north. And that's what they did. So, firstly, breaking rules right away. Like, oh, you take Castle Black and start the watch. And as soon as he gets there, he's like, bye. And, like, set, or, you know, rides off with the wildlings. Um, so, meets also, up with Tormund. And finally, Pat's ghost. I was just about to say, <laughs> like, the internet has held their breath all season. Why is no one, why is everyone ignoring ghosts? But finally, he bends down and gives him a little pat, and the internet rejoiced, uh, so, myself included. The ghost thing was so weird. He, he looked, no one acknowledged him. I think he was just CGI'd into the background of scenes. I don't know I, what I wonder if it there. was an added scene yeah. because they saw everyone being like, why will no one pat him? So they're like, all right, let's just quickly add this scene. I, I wonder if there was, like, they got towards the end and went, oh, shit, we forgot about Ghost. <laughs> like, As usual, um, another thing that George Araman's written with no point. Yeah, the Dire Wolves. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Sansa rules the North. She has fashion goals for you, as you said. Yes. Nice crown and king of the Queen of the North. You should see me in a crown. Now, you could also argue 
she's spent a lot of time around the schemers. She spent a lot mm. of time with Cersei and um, Littlefinger and stuff. And like, well, going independent was probably the right move anyway, but she's now a queen. So she wins a Game of Thrones too. So that points for Sansa. So I'm very happy. So in a way I did get that uh, happy Sansa ending that I wanted. So mm. that's pretty good. Aria sales. Sure. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. It's weird. I'm, and... Like, I'm, I'm like, I, I like that they went, she needs to have her own shit going on. I'm like, that's cool. I just don't recall her expressing any interest in this beforehand. Well, I thought she was going to be Lord of Whispers because Tyrion made a line like, we don't have a new spy master. And that would have been like, so oh, good. Arya would have been so good at that because she can do the mask thing and she's also the assassin. Hell she yeah. could have fallen into a Jimmy the Hand kind of thing from um, Ray Feist books. Can what? you explain what that is? So Ray Feist, fantasy author, um, magician, get on it. As a char- One of the most popular characters is a guy called Jimmy the Hand who yeah. basically became the spy master for the prince and right. he was, you know, He'd spend his nights skulking around the city, solving crimes, you know, stuff. But, like, yeah. that was, like, Varys's role, but also an active Varys. So, okay, spy master, be... but also okay. does the spying herself. Right, like vigilante-ish, of sort of, but not well. against things. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, boats. Um, <laughs> and John <laughs> leaves north. And that's our final shot with the wildlings and torment. Now, you say there was grass growing. There was grass right. growing. So that's the signs of spring or the yeah. a hope of spring or whatever the final book's going to be called. And that, mm. that would have put a nice bow on it. Yeah, that's true. Taco's retching. She hated it. Yeah, she's not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> you got a dog going bleh in the background <laughs> like, this is shit. Sorry, guys. Credits roll. That's it. Game of Thrones done. M. Firstly, tell me what's your thoughts on season eight? Um, look, a lot of people complained about pacing, but everyone needs to shut up because, look, there's six episodes. What you need to be complaining about is that you're not happy there's six episodes. The pacing of those six episodes is actually fine. You can only put so much into X amount of time. So I'm really sick of hearing people have a bitch about it. Just complain that there's not enough episodes. That's completely warranted. That's fine. Um, so I was quite happy with all of that. Um, overall, I really liked this season because, as you know, it took me a long time to get into Game of Thrones because there was just so much fluff. Um, you could argue that so many major plot points are still fluff because that's just how Georgie Boy rolls. So I quite liked that it was a bit of a, a tighter season. Um, sure, there was less exposition in terms of setting some stuff up, teasing some things out, and, yeah, that's a bit of a downer. But um, had the whole show been like that, I'd be pretty fine with it, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I I liked it. Um, I would like to rethink about this in a couple of months, see how it simmers down for me. Um, but the big takeaway, and I, I knew that this was going to be the case because everyone was saying, oh, I hope the, next, the last episode won't be shit. But of course it was going to be. Like, there is no way that this would possibly please everybody. Um, but in, they decided to instead please nobody. So, um, I loved everything about the last episode except picking Bran as king, which is kind of the whole point of this whole goddamn fucking show. So that is how I feel about it. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, and it could be a minor thing, but the whole show is a Game of Thrones. The logo is that throne. And well, the literal throne didn't make it to the end. Which I thought was very cool, by the way. Like yeah. it was very, um, very powerful. Now, I'm going to complain about pacing. Um, so, the rumor mill is they were asked to do 10 episodes and they said we can do it in six. Mm. 
and that is going to be a sticking point for me a long time because like I've and I've mentioned all through this spoiler cast just as some scenes that needed a bit more yeah. some scenarios that needed a bit more some sort of plots that needed a whole episode to marinate not mm. a whole scene sure um and I do think it was a problem with the t- one hand not talking to the other and mm. that's why Danny's stuff like I I knew that mad Danny was always on the cards. I don't think she nailed the performance for it because she spent seven years acting like one character and then right. she didn't know until the end, like, oh, also, by the way, you're crazy. And she's mm. and she didn't quite nail it. Same with Bran. Mm-hmm. He didn't quite nail who he was meant to be. Well, that's it. If there had been any kind of setup for that earlier, I'd be like, sure, that's fine. But And, and that's one of my big main problems with Bran being king is that this was never established from the get-go. Not that it needed to be established, but, you know, it was never on the cards. And so, like, I love an old switcheroo, don't get me wrong, but this wasn't it. Like, Bran was such a minor character Mm. for so much of this. Um, And even his, you know, big great power still has never really amounted to anything. So then for Tyrion to say, oh, you've got this great power, you should use it to be king. And he's all just like, that's why me. I'm like, well, I didn't see any of this. I have no evidence of this. All you did was sit in a field as bait um, and tell people that the Night King is going to be there, and that was all you've done. It's like which you, really is self-preservation, so you could be fucking king. It's like a uni when you do a group assignment and a bunch of people do all the work. You think it's going to be right, and there's that person that doesn't contribute much, but then sort of sweeps in at the end and takes all the marks. It's mm. Bran. <laughs> it is kind of like Bran, but also it's like it's not even that because it's well, I mean. It would be, I appreciate the whole, like, someone comes out of the shadows being like, I was just quiet enough the whole time, and here I am. Um, Like, it it almost would have been less disappointing if Rickon just appeared and was like, (laughs) I guess what, I'm fine, I would like to be king now. Um, That would have made just as much sense to me. Like, I mean, admittedly, we saw him less than we saw Bran, but it was just so pointless like it wasn't even a if you sit back enough you'll get to be king because then you could argue like okay again we go back to king sam we could have had that um so yeah i i don't like it sorry i hijacked your argument because i just get really mad thinking about it <laughs> um it was like the battles lost, for medieval the times battles were good and i really enjoyed them if but then after enjoying them the reality would kick in like the night king not really having much mm. point like oh i'm here to get bran like did he know bran was going to be so it's like was and he just everyone trying was, to stop bran being and everyone king? was upset back then too like what's why bran what's like oh i have to stop bran because he has all the knowledge and bran can be king because he has all the knowledge i'm like well the audience doesn't know he has all the knowledge we mm. saw his journey we haven't seen what that is we haven't seen him acquire it or use it so the, the night king's seen... motives makes no sense yeah. and him being crowned king makes no sense to us yeah like the, the only time he's really used that knowledge is to say where the night king's gonna be and to tell john that he's a targaryen which was just to piss danny off didn't actually have any point further than that yeah and sam found that out too yeah well there we go so he's... again bren is pointless Bran's pointless. Like, I feel like, except for the fact he apparently became king, you could delete his character and there would be no change on the entire series. Um, Don't you think so? Like, he's just not achieved anything independently or of major contribution to any of this plot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But let's go to the scoreboard. Sure. Starks, two. Every other house, zero. Yeah. There's Queen of the North, there's... 
Queen King Bran. They have two royalty people in their family, and nice. everyone else got zero. So um, mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones is over, and Starks win two nil. Thank God. Two nil 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 nil. <laughs> Targaryen zero. Lannisters zero. Well, maybe I mean, Lannisters get half a point for being hand. Lannisters get half a point, and like Jon's alive and <laughs> has something. He's technically. Yeah, but he got no points. Oh, okay, right. He's in term, in terms north. of gaining royalty points. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the Game of Thrones. It's all about rank. Mm-hmm. Um, Baratheon, zero. And they had a lot of players. They <laughs> had <laughs> <laughs> three of the kings. Four of them, if you include Gendry. Um, so, for me, season eight was all dessert. Nothing nourishing. And I ate it all, and I loved it at the time. But then I threw up because I ate a whole cheesecake. And now I just have that sad memory of too much cheesecake. And that's season eight for me. I mean, I was sick of eating salad and I liked it when they brought some cheesecake in season seven. Mm -hmm. But now it's too much cheesecake. That's my analogy for Game of Thrones. Bit too sweet. (laughs) Bit too sweet. It was not good for me. It it made me happy in the short term, but long term just left me sad and full of shame. Feeling a bit dirty. Um... Yeah, favorite was probably two the night before Battle of Winterfell. That was nice. That was a good one, yeah. Um, all right, overall, Thrones is overall. Everyone's throwing it around as one of the greatest shows of all time. Are you allowed? Do you have to nail your last season to be a great show of all time? Now, I've had this problem before with How I Met Your Mother. One mm-hmm. of like the a very good you know friend ensemble cast. Fantastic show, um, loved it front to back. I even liked the, I didn't love it, but I liked most of the last season, but then the last episode ruined it for me. Mm. Um, and I, it's hard to say if Game of Thrones, it, some time needs to pass to really see how this is going to affect things. I think when you have a show that not only has such a big, broad fan base, but also a very devout fantasy and geeky fan base, no matter what you do, you're going to piss people off a lot and no one will ever be happy with it. In saying that, I still feel like they're balked this a lot. Um, And again, I'm not really the best person to have an authority on this conversation. Like, I like Thrones and I've watched it and I enjoy picking it apart and coming up with theories and things like that. But I've never been um, waving the the foam number one hand around. Like, uh, I wouldn't call this one of the greatest shows of all time myself because there's just too many abandoned plot points that go nowhere like it's just not written well so um Mm. it's enjoyable as like a a serialized drama but um it's not well-rounded enough for me to ever call it one of the greatest shows but you bring about a good question um i don't have an answer for you i think Mm. i think it is going to leave a sour taste in people's mouths and that's probably going to lead Georgie Boy to um, write a different ending. <laughs> it's, I mean... The editors might even call him and go, nah, nah, nah. whatever you've got, get rid of it. And just, Danny got no ending either. She died very she quickly. She got literally carried off, off into the sunset. By a dragon. I was kind of hoping... and I knew There was they... no reacting to her death, I guess. There was mm. Grey being reacting a, bit. a bit mad, but after he was placated... No one else talked about Danny again. Mm. 
like it was a big deal. She killed everyone, and that's true. She'd but spent that's, seven years. that's also classic Thrones. Like people die all the time. People just go, "All right, yeah, cool, let's move on." Yeah, but people have been talking about Ned dying the whole show. People have been talking about Rob, the Red Wedding, and Rob like quite often. Like some mm. these big high profile deaths, I suppose, have big world changing effects, and I just feel like Danny's not been given her dues. <laughs> I w- and I knew that there wasn't enough time left in the episode or the show for this to happen. But because Drogon carried her off somewhere, I was like, is she going to... This is a really weird way to kind of explain this. Is she going to get put in like an egg and put into fire and be reborn or something? Because like John got brought back to life, which admittedly was through magic and not through any Targaryen means. But um, but that's what I was thinking. Like, does Drogon have like, this some kind of dragon magic and he's going to bring her back and she's going to come back and be pissed? Um, but again, there was never going to be enough time for that. But that would have been interesting. There was a lot of... Um, I was reading some chatter on Reddit and people like, scenes that would have fixed everything. <laughs> and there was one like that, you know, have another dragon egg appear or yeah, Danny be being cool. taken to Valeria and stuff. The other popular one was um, when Bran gets wheeled away, his mm. eyes flicker blue as if the Night King <sighs> went into him and this was the Night King's plan all along and that would have fixed would several cool. plot lines. Yeah. Then I'd be all right with him being <laughs> a king. So, yeah, that would, oh, like damn. that was the plan all along. But um, Maybe that'll be in the director's yeah. cut, like what How I Met Your Mother did when they just recut their footage. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I was always a Thrones fan all along, but I, I never put it on the top shelf for mm. me. Um, the, the stories with better bad character arcs like breaking yeah. bad and stuff and yeah it's not quite there for me it's been a cultural thing with everyone talking about it which is quite nice in this day and age That's no one what I really watches like the week to week tv show anymore mm. so everyone's spending and the fact that we can podcast about it just well, that's it yeah we can't do episode to episode stuff because mm. you can never get everyone watching it at the same time well that's right uh and that is one of the things that i do love about thrones it's very uniting of people um it's great to and it's it's a really good show to talk about um, because because there are so many characters and so many loose threads um, that it was fun to theorize about, and you can chat about that with anybody who watches it. Um, so that's been that's what's been probably the most enjoyable thing about this mm. show for me. It is a bummer that realistically, two of my favorite characters have had unfortunate ends, but um, you know, Danny went mad and had to die, and John sort of basically just went back to season two faded off into the night um but I, i'm glad that Tyrion's I mean, all good i'm glad that sansa's got a bit of a happy ending i mean technically that's a happy ending for john i mean sure because he he, he never was his happiest and again. carefree when he was an undercover wildling and true. he met his um girlfriend who he married in real life it is true yes. so that worked well so maybe he'll get a new wildling girlfriend hmm. all right now and we will get you, dear listener, to tweet us your answers to these two. Your favourite thing and least favourite thing about Thrones. All of it. All yeah. eight years. Your most loved either character or arc or plotline or scene. Mm-hmm. And your most hated of all those things. Your most hated that it was an abandoned plotline. <laughs> hated this, hated that. Your high and low of Game of Thrones. Um, so you can send that tweet in at goodpop underscore badpop. What... Do you want to start with? Let's do hates first, I guess. What was the thing you hated the most about Thrones? I know you got a few. Bran being king. <laughs> Next. You're, you're, you're just... That's too recent. Next. <laughs> Bran being king. That's the yeah. deal breaker. Yeah. Everything else I can get over. All right. But nah, that's that's it. That's, that's the it one? Yeah. I don't care for it. 
There's probably others, but uh, <laughs> I can't think of any. <laughs> no more. Okay. That. Mine is the Sand Snakes plotline in mm. Dawn. Uh, it was maybe two seasons ago. We had a great Dawn plotline with um, Ma- Oberon Martell. Yeah, Oberon. I loved him. Yeah, he was great. Everyone loved honey. him. <laughs> and he came just to Smooth. kill the mountain, and he got into a situation to do it, and didn't make it. And his death was the one I probably felt most acutely because yeah. I, I knew it was coming. I read the books, but just watching that, I'm like, "Oh, that you've was... got it, you've won!" And then no, that was disgusting. And it was also disgusting. That is one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Like people have told me they've had nightmares about that shit. <laughs> like that is really. More- Saw it again to the hound. <laughs> yeah, so, I was freaking out, but I was like, I had PTSD. Oh, that's it. Anyway, so afterwards, we visit Dawn a bit. Now, a few things were happening in Dawn. So, um, what's the. Marcella mm-hmm. Lannister, mm-hmm. or Baratheon, gets kidnapped and goes there as sort of a prisoner. Uh, right. Jamie and Bronn, was it Jamie and Bronn? Go on a little adventure to go mm-hmm. rescue her. And this was a completely arbitrary plot line that wasn't in the books at all. And this was just sort of a side note, you know, Jamie's big adventure. Like, it was <laughs> so lame. And then we get introduced to the Sand Snakes. So this is um, Oberon's partner's little assassin army. And Weren't they his daughters? Maybe one or two of them. Oh, I, uh, I remember. Um, and they go there and they go on this adventure. And we also meet the King of Dawn. I've forgotten his name. But mm. anyway, he was a guy in a wheelchair bound and he was very careful, very mm. meticulous. He had a lot of plans going on in the books. Right. Um, in the show, he was just shown as being very patient. And it's mm. all, you know, I've got big plans happening. Right. And in the books... These plans aren't panning out, but there's there's a lot of them still in progress in the books. And mm. there's a, a whole other um, stuff happening, which... Which I'm guessing ma- is probably not going to get yeah, picked up either. Yeah, makes me worry that it doesn't matter because they didn't use it in the show. So uh, we'll see, George. Um, Keep anyway, the, they bring a coup. They have a coup because being, he's being too patient and too slow. And mm-hmm. they kill everyone. They kill Tr- Tristan, the cousin. Um mm. And it was all needlessly over the top and horrible. And then they poison Marcella just to torture Cersei. And that whole plotline was dumb when they we spent a whole season in Dawn. Yeah. And none of it mattered. And it was just, they were all dead. And then Cersei caught them all and locked them in the basement. And that was the end of it. Which we assume they're dead. <laughs> we assume they're all dead now. Um, I hated this plotline so hard. Because it was the first time where it was really obvious they'd gone off book right like everything was sort of based on the book and everything was quite elegant and wrapped together that's what everyone loved about thrones Mm. but this was like you know it was like that episode of a 90s kids show where they go on a ski trip to aspen (laughs) it was so out there and i hated it and it went nowhere and it was just pointless and that was a bummer because dawn was quite pretty and i was very intrigued about their people because they Mm. had such different um you know, like, there were these really sexually fluid and open people, and it was just, like, a totally different climate, and it just looked fascinating, and it was all for naught, really, so. Yeah. Well, that was a bummer. I hated that. I also um, didn't like uh, the whole, like, Tommen thing. It was just stupid. Which part of it? Just all of it. Just him in general? Yeah, like, what was that for? Like, Well, he was the third kid. Joffrey died, and then we had a meek Tommen who was, you know, picked on by his brother, and 
never planned to be the king and was easy to manipulate. So he was there for a Marjorie versus Cersei thing, mum versus the new girlfriend. Right, okay, yeah, that's true. And they true. were pulling him in both directions. Yeah, and Marjorie started to get the upper hand because, oh, you know, she was a haughty. And, you know, what does a 14-year-old boy want <laughs> more than anything? True. Hot. I don't know how old Marjorie was meant to princesses. be. but yeah, <laughs> Princesses. And then... Okay, if that point, okay. Yeah, once she started winning, Cersei started going crazy and blew up the church. And that was great. But Cersei was meant to go crazy after that. Like, she was mm. the queen regent. and But then she's meant to get really paranoid and quite nuts. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't, didn't really pursue that, enough, that in the book. And that was... her being really stubborn and cold. Yeah, and that was such a waste in the last season. Cersei was meant to be sitting in that keep going crazy. And mm. she just sort of stared longingly out at the... Anyway... Oh, hated that. Um, I also hated Jamie's ending. I loved Jamie's arc right until he walked out with Brienne and then decided I'm going back to Cersei. Like, yeah, I didn't like that, but I, I, I guess the whole point of that, like I said before, was to just illustrate that you know he's still a tool. Yeah. Like, you know, it looks like he's come a long way, but we are who we are. At the end yeah. of the day, really, when you think about it, like. This whole series is just the most nihilistic thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It's like, nothing matters. Everything is pointless. So what's the point? <laughs> and just a plot device I hated. Prophecies and fate. There well, was so much emphasis on all of them, and none of them mattered. The no. Melisandre, she was bullshit. The Lord of Light, bullshit. Beric, bullshit. Mm. Prince that was promised, bullshit. Like, all of it. John's legacy or the, destined um, to be the light of Azor's eye. Azor's eye what was the other one? Bullshit. Like Cersei's one as well. Cersei's one meant to be choked by her little brother, the yeah. um, Valonqua. Oh, that's like weird. bullshit. Like, it was that's all what I'm saying. bullshit. It's so nihilistic. It's like prophecies, doesn't matter. Power, doesn't matter. Birthrights, irrelevant. Nothing matters. Everything is useless. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating plot device. Stupid show. Changing gears. Yes. What's your favourite thing after eight years of throwing? Your favourite character, your favourite scene, what is, what you got? Well, look, the end, really. I'm just <laughs> looking forward to just being done and moving on with my life. <laughs> I'm just so jack of it. Um, favourite things. Basically anything Tyrion says ever. Like, <laughs> he's just... I drink and I know things. <laughs> he drinks and he knows things. He's, like, he's sitting there on his deathbed. He's like, did you bring wine? <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, I just love him. So just anything he does, um, he's the comic relief, he's the brains, he's everything. Um, and just acted to perfection by Peter Dinklage. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, anything he does really, um, I really liked watching Sansa come into her own, like for, for so much of the show, you're just like, oh my God, poor Sansa. Like she's really seen some shit. It's never going to end. But she, um, and as much as I sort of hate this as a general, more feminist standpoint, um, she used that fuel to push herself forward. She used what she had learned from Littlefinger to um, become her own queen. So she um, came a long way, I think. And, and I love that she's the only one who's really seen through anyone's shit any of mm, the time. Mm. Um, I think she's the winner of Game of Thrones if we're talking about playing the game. Yeah. So I have a few things. So my probably number one is going to be Arya Stark when she took out the phrase. Oh, hell yeah. Now, in the book, the, that plot line was shared with a few different people, the, mm -hmm. like in terms of cooking them into pies. Yeah. So this is was a house mandalay, mm -hmm. I think it was, and they weren't used in the show. And 
Roose Bolton is in charge of Winterfell, mm. and he's just there, and he's in charge of food, and he keeps cooking people, and like, oh, where's our brother? You know, he went out, and he went missing, and he's like, I don't know, how good is this pie? Eat more pie. <laughs> I love this pie. I'm going to eat more pie. And he was killing Freys and cooking them into pies. And it was the best. And then they merged that with Arya finally using her face-morphing ability. Criminally underused in the show. Hold up. So I just remembered, as you've just pointed out, that yeah. they've merged plot points um, to get her to utilize that skill in the show. Does that mean that in the books, that whole training is pointless and that she never uses it? Well, she isn't back yet in the books. She finishes training. Yeah, but you're she saying... hasn't come back to Westeros yet. Yeah, so she's probably just not going to use that ever. Well, not. Well, she's going to assassinate someone. She still needs to kill Walder Frey. So maybe that's happened, okay, but she doesn't right. do the pie thing leading up to it. Okay. But she another... uses the face to do the pie thing. Yes. Yeah. So I'm saying, she, okay, so she probably just uses the face in a different to way. Assassinate to assassinate okay, right. Walder Frey. I would hope so. Who was like a real good villain. Can you imagine if in the book she just doesn't and... <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, I'm so... going to read the last two books because I just want to... I just <laughs> want to spend another spoiler cast just putting shit on them. <laughs> So that, that was that was my favorite. Yeah, that was um, very good. I loved that. I loved. I also loved Battle of Blackwater. That was pretty good. Battle of Blackwater was good. I was a big Battle of the Bastards fan because mm. when they're kind of mm. losing and they're slowly being squished, and it was very visceral, very yeah. real. Although Rickon needed to zig. <laughs> I can't yeah, that, he got I think, shot in that I think that's what bummed me out the most. That's why I couldn't. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I. I also loved basically anything that Daenerys did because it was pretty. The problem great. with Daenerys walking out of the fire with dragons and shit like those little baby. Remember those little tiny babies? Yeah, yeah. Like that was. I loved that. So the, I just love animals. The real problem with Danny was she was on another continent and irrelevant to everyone until characters from Westeros started mm-hmm. going over to her, and then she finally God comes to Westeros, Horace. and then they ran out of book, and then it was all bananas. Um, mm-hmm. What else did I like? The Hound versus Brienne. Yeah, I forgot about that. When Arya splits on her own and those two fight and Brienne wins. That was great. That was great. Um, go, Brienne. Yeah. I also love anything Brienne does. Just such a fierce machine. I love she her. was good. I liked Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Who else was good? Tormund was fun. I, I do wish that they hooked up. I saw a cute little drawing floating around um, the internet of... Brienne, Tormund, and ghosts, like, sitting by the fire, all just, like, in a cute little cottage. Mm. <laughs> Made me happy. <laughs> um, Janos Slint being beheaded. So he was the guy who was in charge and giving John a hard time over at the wall. And then mm. John is now the Lord Commander, and everyone's upset about it. And he's all like, Janos Slint, go do this. And he's like, no, fuck off. Bastard. And he's like, all right, I'm beheading you. And he's like, what? And then he drags him to the yard and beheads him. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't remember that. Yeah. It wasn't a big... John did that. John did it. That's surprisingly was... assertive of John. Because <laughs> John was in charge and he's like, you're ignoring the order from your Lord Commander. He's like, yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> and he just takes him outside and executes him. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. That's so uncharacteristic of John. This is so good. Um, the, the only other decision he ever made. <laughs> <laughs> what else was good? No, those really all my. I have a real parts. soft spot for the red wedding in terms of the brutality of it. It was so. It was the. It was iconic, really. Was, like when you think the Game most of Thrones, dramatic thro- like because Ned's beheading was 
a popular one in terms of big moments, but yeah. it was kind of... It was more like the first big It was moment, a big right? deal and it sort of happened and it was a bit surprising, but it was a big spectacle, whereas The Red Wedding was just visceral and instant and awful. Mm, see, I could go the rest of my life having never seen that again. Cause, I mean, no like, all these main characters culled like that, um, having brutal. a pregnant lady being stabbed... It was awful, and it was just... And I knew it was coming, and I was still like, oh, I, nah. I will never get over that. Yeah, no, I can't. E- even just in that kind of way, I can't appreciate that it was too much. And the start of the next episode, the aftermath was awful as well. Mm. Anyway. Um, what else? I just wish they did more with the puppies, because that was another thing that yeah. was pointless. Like, I, I'm, I'm guessing the point of including them was to be uh, symbolic, like here are your Stark pets to show that you're a Stark. Um, but the only other use they had beyond that symbolism is just that one time that Bran walked into one. <laughs> yeah, they were... They didn't have a point. They were just around sometimes. Half and of them the died books, quickly. In the books, weren't they kind of set up to be like a big deal? Yes. Okay. Because so some died and it was usually an omen of bad news for that the character. character. Right. But... So it sort of inferred some kind of special connection. Yeah. Which they haven't even utilized in the books either. Mm. They definitely didn't utilize it in the show. Except for the one time when Brandon walked. Yeah. Which so was the only time. Which wasn't it was even such, his one. It was, was it? such a big deal early on, but it didn't... More things that pen into yeah. nothing. Mm. You know, it would be maybe the maybe they're having all these uh, su- um, spin-off shows set up just so that they can wrap up all these dead end plot points that never got to see the end of the day. I'd watch that show. Gendry's back. Gendry's back. Um, another low point. Mm-hmm. Giving birth to a um, ghost Death assassin. Baby. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking weird. What was? Oh. What was the point of that again? Did it even to kill, kill Renly? And did it? Yes. Okay. Brian saw it. Why couldn't someone just stab him? Like, yeah, and it was why? like Lord of Light's powers are all a bit all over the place. Like, oh yes, I can bring people back from the dead and give birth to ghost assassins. Like well, that would have sure. been like, why didn't you help before in <laughs> more practical ways? You know. Ugh. Yeah, it's all a bit. Weird. Also, what's going to happen spiritually from here on? Like, because well, the North's good. They're they they're old ways, old gods, so okay. they're good. Um, I don't know. They have to rebuild the church <laughs> and the whole city. So. Yeah, uh. but like, I mean, because the Lord of Light allegedly did some good stuff. Um, in these battles, so is that going to be more of a focus now? Mm, like, I don't know. It is there's something else to think about. More questions we'll never get answers to. Yeah, but um, why don't we wrap it up there? I suppose we probably should. Yeah, tweet in your favourite scenes, your yeah. highlights, lowlights of the whole show. And Best and worst of Thrones. Yeah, let us know. Good hit us pop up on them socials. Underscore bad pop. Um, you can also let us know via our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash podcast, And also on the Insta at podcast. I think about that one. Um, this wraps up our spoiler yeah. cast for Game of Thrones. Thank if... you for sticking with us week to week as we yes. talk Thrones. We, um, sorry we've neglected the main content. We'll be back on that shortly. But if there's any intriguing new shows coming up that you wouldn't mind a spoiler cast for, mm. let us know. We'll think about it. 
Indeed. If you've enjoyed the spoiler cast as a whole, please tell us. Again, tweet us at goodpop underscore badpop. Thank you for listening to our first special edition spoiler cast, and we'll catch you back on with our original main content next week. See you next time.